I'm a ranger, a new Belgian beer ranger. You can't see my uniform because we're on the radio, but you can bet I'm wearing it with pride. Wandering the land from coast to coast, bringing good beer to the masses, well, I can develop quite a thirst. Now we've crafted a beer with Simcoe, Chinook, and Cascade hops. The Ranger IPA. So bold and refreshing it can satisfy a ranger's thirst. Try a new Ranger IPA and then head online to get in uniform at newbelgium.com. Employee owned, alternatively empowered, New Belgium Brewing. Follow your folly. Ours is beer. With additional support from Kuat Rax and Patagonia. a.m. Minus 26 degrees Celsius. Strong wind. Not uncommon weather for here in late December. Boards are packed. Wax and sunscreen are stowed. Leashes and rash guards stuffed in the few remaining spaces of my bag. A quick stop for gas and coffee, and we're on our way. I don't want to wake up, wake up again. We're not on a typical dawn patrol to the local point. 2,300 kilometers from the nearest rideable ocean wave, we are loading up for the hour drive to the airport. Mexico, Bali, Puerto Rico, Ecuador, we'll spend our hard-earned vacations in places seeking warm weather and waves. We live in the city of Moose Jaw, in Saskatchewan, Canada, home to hockey, CFL football, snowmobiles, and lots of flat land. We are in the middle of the prairies. If you're a neighbor to the south, think western Kansas for geography. Open fields, very few trees. It's so flat here, they say if your dog runs away from home, you can watch him go for three days. This land is good for farming and we grow everything from wheat to cattle. In the summer and fall, the view from the car window is like driving through a patchwork quilt. We have close to 100,000 lakes, beautiful lakes, but none large enough to produce surfing waves. The closest thing to a wave around here is the wake behind the boat for a few months in the summer. That fact, along with the bitterly cold winters, is why we head south each year for a surf adventure. Whenever fellow Saskatchewanians hear that my wife Rochelle and I surf, the questions start tumbling in. I'm sure you can think of some too. How in the heck? All good questions. I'll do my best to answer them for you. First, are there many surfers in Saskatchewan? There aren't any besides us and another couple, at least as far as we know. There are a number who surf the wake behind boats each summer, and some might say this is a kind of surfing. Stand-up paddleboards are also becoming more popular. With no waves required, the surrounding rivers and lakes are ideal for paddling around. But to me, neither qualify as surfing. At least not the kind of surfing I fell in love with.
For me, surfing is being in the ocean, with no control over the variables working together to produce this piece of energy, this wave you're hoping to ride. It's paddling out through the white water, focusing on the horizon for a rideable wave, then turning your board and paddling as hard as you can to catch it. In the ocean, even small waves have enough power to toss you around. And getting hit by a larger wave, it can make you feel like you've been dropped into a huge flushing toilet. My pursuit is good old-fashioned, prone paddling, pop up to your feet when you've caught the wave, surfing. Next question, why not move somewhere you can surf? When Rochelle and I got married, we decided we wanted to be close to our families. Moving far away to the coast wasn't an option. Since living in Saskatchewan is relatively inexpensive, we save for trips to warmer, wavier climbs. A four-hour flight deposits us in a spot with good waves and no wetsuit required. If all goes according to plan, we can be stroking into that first wave about lunchtime. Third question. How did you get into surfing? Twelve years ago, I spent a number of months living on a small island off the coast of British Columbia. One April, six friends and I piled into an old Chevy van, boarded a ferry to Vancouver Island, and drove six hours west across the island to the town of Tofino. This could be called Canada's Huntington Beach, in that it's probably the closest thing we have to a surf town, although that's where the comparisons end. I had no dreams of being a surfer, just looking for a fun way to spend a weekend. I had been around the ocean a bit as a kid, but this would be my first time with waves large enough to surf. We spent the day in waist-deep water, catching whitewash. The 8 degrees Celsius water made moving, and even feeling fingers and toes, next to impossible. But the sensation of the wave pushing me on that rented board was amazing. I just wanted to get back out there and do it again. When I was out of breath, I would lie on my board and watch the waves and the rugged forested landscape around me. Though only 50 meters from shore, I was in a different, incredible world. I forgot to come into shore and eat as catching waves became the sole thought in my mind. This oversight, combined with the huge amounts of seawater I swallowed, made the six-hour ride back across the island a marathon session of sitting doubled over, trying not to vomit. I was hooked. Since that day, every vacation planning session involves figuring out how to feature wave riding on the itinerary for the hope of getting in three to four weeks a year of surfing. I read surf magazines for location research and inspiration. I swim and lift weights to stay in paddling shape. And I scheme for vacation time for the next quest. I've left more than one good job because I couldn't get the time off. I like that surfing is a pursuit with no shortcuts. For most of life, we live with the motto, quicker, easier, cheaper, but surfing stands against that. It requires time, 
energy, and focus if I want to do it. Even small gains in ability, popping up without falling, learning a cutback turn, picking a good wave, are rewarding. Every trip, I spend the first week building up paddling strength and the muscle memory required for standing on an unstable surface. I relearn what a good wave looks like. A bad choice means a missed ride or a wipeout. The payoff is catching a wave and feeling its energy actually pushing me along. I can look down and see outlines of rocks and coral in the water as I glide along. Finding an open face in front of the white water, cutting a few turns, it's like nothing else I've ever experienced in life, and it keeps me coming back every time. We will likely never be great surfers, but for me, that's not what it's about. I'd like to be able to perform a decent duck dive one day, and maybe, just maybe, catch a barrel, even if it's on a three-foot wave. Swimming in the aquamarine-colored ocean, eating chicken saute off a bike vendor in a back alley, hopping fences to go snorkeling in a quiet bay, long drives down winding and rutted dirt roads looking for surf, sitting on my board while schools of baitfish swim all around me, and of course, sliding along a glassy, chest-high, peeling wave. These are all part of the surfing experience for me, and they are enough to keep me dreaming, planning, and working the other 49 weeks of the year to do it all again. can't wait for that first walk down to the beach, listening for the ocean sounds, that nervous feeling in my stomach that comes from not knowing what the waves will be like. Will I be able to pick up where I left off last time? We are making the final preparations for our first trip to Nicaragua. Offshore winds, warm water and hammocks, perfect for us. I can already taste the salt water and feel the hot sand under my feet. Plus, we have a new 9-3 that's just itching to be ridden. After hearing a travel story or two, often with a tale of lost or damaged boards, and maybe a little sickness from the water or the food, the last question they usually ask is, is it worth it? And my answer without fail, always. My name is Wade Grocott, and this is my short. The lights go out, the jacks will end, black water comes down, and they pull out the pins. When Wade is not pining and planning for surf trips, he enjoys summer barbecues and wake surfing on the lake surrounding Moose Jaw. Ah, summertime. We love hearing from you. If you have a story to share, contact us at dirtbagdiaries at earthlink.net, or say hello and friend us on Facebook. You can also go to our site and pick up t-shirts from the Dirtbag Diaries and decals. There's a link on the right-hand side. Check it out. Music today from Girls Names, Younger Brother, Retu Fuguetes, 
and the Heavenly States. I have no idea if I just said those bands' names right, but check it out. It's on our site, dirtbagdiaries.com. New Belgium Brewing is debuting its new summer seasonal, Summer Salt Ale. With the citrus aroma and hints of apricot, oats, and ginger, it's the perfect lounge around beer. And summer is close. It's gotta be. Check them out at newbelgium.com. Support for the show also comes from Kuat Racks. With biking season upon us, check out the makers of the NV and Alpha Bike Racks at kuatracks.com. Additional support comes from Patagonia. I'm Fitzcahal, that was Wade Grocott, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks. No,